Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again, presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that has been dedicated to social change for over 20 years. I am Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. And we're your hosts today. In this programme, we try to unpick the ways we think and talk about our world. We challenge listeners and organisations and everyone uh, and, and our conversation partners to think again and explore alternative ways of thinking and organising ourselves as a society, as communities and in our private lives. In the first few programmes, we are floating a few foundational ideas. Today's topic is managerialism as an ideology and as a practice of power. How has managerialism come to dominate our lives? How has it come to control our life worlds as the handmaiden of corporate and globalising capitalism? This has happened without critique and with almost universal compliance across organisations and institutions whose role it is to regulate our lives anyway. Managerialism refers to the spread and legitimacy of a certain approach to management that has taken over all aspects of our lives. Managerialism really rules the world. That is a provocative statement, or at least a confusing one. If managerialism really rules the world, why don't we know about it? Why don't we ever really talk about it? Because it is invisible. That is its magic power. Like an all-dominating but invisible force from from a science fiction movie that infiltrates every part of our lives and in its mediated forms and practices. It anesthetizes our brain (laughs) and our private and collective thinking so that we don't even notice it. Okay, now we have set the scene. Let's name it. Let's describe it. Let's spray some paint on this all-dominating, insidious monster so we can perceive and better understand how it is that this all-dominating, insidious monster has come to infiltrate every part of our lives. So what is it? Managerialism as an ideology takes the logic of the factory to the whole world. At its most fundamental, managerialism promotes a particular command and control approach to organising people and how they relate with one another and with the world for overwhelmingly economic ends. This includes the installation and imposition of a particular peculiar logic and associated techniques that have spread and penetrated into all areas of social organisation, including health, education, recreation and sport, business and welfare and the community sector, and indeed to the way we are governed and organised as a society. Klikauer has written a great book about this called Managerialism, a Critique of an Ideology. 
He describes managerialism as essentially the belief in an overall mission to spread ideas and knowledge from management into every sphere of society. So then, managerialism ideology that elevates and spreads management principles and ways of doing things into every nook and corner of society, including our daily lives and the way we think about our lives. But what is this thing called management that has burst its banks and spread everywhere? Historically and linguistically as a language term, the term derives from manus or hand in Latin. And the second part, agere, which means to act or to control. And historically, it was used in the Middle Ages to, to indicate how you manually control, particularly the farm, the animals in the farm, the feudal household, the manor, and so on. The French still use the word manège, which is very similar to management, as you can understand, training the horses to behave, to trot, and to act in a particular way. <laughs> so we are the horses now. Mm -hmm. After the Industrial Revolution and the increasing division of labor into singular operation and the in introduction of the conveyor belt in the production of goods, management became responsible for the coordination of the different and often disparate elements of the production process, making sure that the intended end product would roll off the conveyor belt and into the shops. Frederick Taylor was a very important figure in all of that development at the end of the 19th and the beginning of the uh, 20th century. It, hence, we have come to use a word Taylorism uh, as developed from the way in which he organized the factory floor. Mm. It is one term that is associated with the process uh, which is also characterized by an important split, and that is the split between the work of the head and the work of the hand. Mm. Manual workers, therefore, in that kind of way of thinking, or not thinking, uh, don't <laughs> really need to think. They just concentrate on the simple, single element of the overall processes they are paid, of course, very little to do. Management then makes sure that the overall order of the process is controlled and held together centrally. Interestingly, from my own experience in the 60s when I was studying social work in Belgium, uh, I was involved, or we were involved with the School of Social Work in the development of a different way of running the production process because it had become very clear that this monotonous, just one single activity kind of a process was making people sick and it didn't increase the quality of the end product. So Philips, the Philips and Volvo companies, they had started to experiment with different ways of producing goods uh, in the, uh, respectively in the car and in the light, the electricity industries. So it became... Therefore, they were trying to actually then organize groups and group work who would, from beginning to end, create the car or whatever else the, the, ele the electrical the device was meant to become. And it become, became very clear after a couple of years that both the mental health, the relationship between the workers and the quality of the product they produced was vastly increasing. Of course, 
the result of that was also that the power of the workers working in groups increased mm, and they course. started to challenge a whole variety of decisions and particularly also the different salaries and wages which they received for their work and that obviously was not good. So by the 80s then, a big reaction against that started to happen. They didn't ditch group work, but started to use it for for quality control only. So it was a new form, an insidious form, of reintroducing control under the, under the name of quality control. So managerialism then brings to us all the Taylorist logic of the factory. It was in the early 20th century that factory administration was turned into management. Somehow this evolution of factory administration has come to be seen as a supreme ruling wisdom for all aspects of our lives. Um, Klukawa describes management as the act of getting people to accomplish managerially desired goals and objectives code word um, profit, um, using human and material resources efficiently and effectively. So it's using people, using human resources efficiently and effectively. So in that construal, you can see people aren't the ends, they're the means to an end. Management comprises planning, organising, staffing, leading, directing and controlling an organisation. Resourcing encompasses the manipulation of human resources. Ever felt manipulated in a workplace? So it encompasses the manipulation of human resources, financial resources and natural resources. So in sum, and summarising, it's resources in and stuff out. And in <laughs> as far as resources in is concerned, that includes people. And in as far as the out is concerned, it is stuff for consumption and for other uses and, of course, for profit. And how to get optimal productivity from the control and manipulation of the resources. That means getting the maximum profit for the minimum of cost of our labour processes. The conveyor belt of the factory is thus not just a good metaphor. It contains the philosophy and practical origins of current management practice and therefore economic exploitation. Mm. So on that note, we go to a very apt song by Archie Roche. Roche, Cannot Buy My Soul. For 200 years we've been beating down Too long on the door My dignity I'm losing here Mentally I'm on There's a system here that nails us And we're left out in the cold Oh, they took our life and liberty friends But they could not buy our soul Joe Hill died, Jacob Ira Ford Pamela Wally lay down dead if a person speaks out critically here, they could get loaded down with lead. How long can the majority wait for their story to unfold? Oh, they took their life and liberty friends, but they could not buy their soul. A 
But the clever man spoke precisely Humanity said was done The great for greed could not proceed If our struggles to be won For humanity is more important here Than a constant quest for gold Ah, you may take life and live with friends But you cannot buy our soul Donkey up through that gate He could see quite clearly He was going to meet his fate And the powers that be could see That he could not be born or sold Ah, they took his life and lived their friends But they could not buy his soul Yeah, they took his life and lived their friends But they not by his soul Don't have a million dollars and still want to have a good education for your kid? Tune into the Dogs Program. We are the Defenders of Government Schools. 12pm on Saturdays here on 3CR. 855 and AM Dial podcast streaming live on 3cr.org.au and 3CR Digital. We defend government schools because they need it. You're listening to Jacques and Jennifer on Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about managerialism as an insidious and oppressive ideology and practice. The ideology of managerialism has really invaded and taken all nooks and corners of society and public life over the last few decades especially, as we say it, starting from the late 70s and early 80s, accompanying the emergence of neoliberalism or economic rationalism, of which we talked last week. From the late 80s, at least, we have seen people with MBAs who have learned one approach to management only, taking top management roles, named CEO or executives, which is really, if you think about it, an interesting word because executing is also used for rather less desirable Mm -hmm. purposes. Also in the community sector, the welfare sector, the health and education sector, and as we said before, even our governments, to name a few areas. An often used term during this period was that we need to become more businesslike. And I'm sure that many of you listeners remember that the redefinition of the purpose of lots of activities and areas of life, which previously had nothing to do with business, Mm -hmm. but more to do with people and relationships, and which had their own ways of running their programs and activity. Instead of specialists with training and experience in relevant areas rising through the ranks, as used to happen, it is now assumed that management graduates with a generic set of skills and knowledge of presumed universal laws about management can fit into any management slots, irrespective of what and who is being managed or created or produced. Of course, 
The idea of universal laws of management is nonsense. But presented in this way, a phony scientific thing, scientism is presented. But more importantly, it leads people to believe that this is the only way. Or, as good old Margaret Thatcher used to say, there is no, no alternative. Tina. And ever since, we have been suffering under an avalanche of presumably self-evident words and weasel words, as we have been discussing a few weeks ago. Remember, words like, at the end of the day, or the bottom line is, they are the ones which usually, without any further explanation, are seeming mm-hmm. are needing to make a presumed argument. So, with management graduates who ostensibly have generic know-how of managing and filling the ranks of executive and increasingly middle management, experience and skills relating to what the organisation actually does and what its societal mission is are no longer important. These are some characteristics of the management approach to life, death, the universe and everything that listeners might recognise. People are no longer ends in themselves. They are resources to be used and production and input input in the production and <laughs> or they are consumers or customers of goods and services or outputs. Efficiency is put to the service of maximizing profit. The purpose of any managerial system is to extract value from a given bundle of resources. And of course one of those resources being people Uh, The quality of relationships between people becomes irrelevant. Relationships become dehumanised. Of course, people become dehumanised too. But relationships become dehumanised in attempts to efficiently manage people as pure resources. Efficiency is achieved through hierarchical command and control management, top-down decision-making and hierarchical obedience. Workers lose autonomy and the staff views become irrelevant. I'm sure there are many listeners relating to lots of this. Efficiency of resource management is achieved through bureaucratic systems, processes, policies, targets, KPIs, anyone, and performance reviews. And for those who don't know, uh, uh, KPIs are key performance indicators. They may be anything that you can count about the work that's being done, but often not very meaningful. Sound familiar? No wonder Glitkauer says that by adopting ideologies such as competition, efficiency, free markets, greed is good, and so on, management has mutated into an ideological operation that today has infected all sections of human society. And the influence this managerialist imposition has had and continues to have on the workings of organisations themselves is nothing short of devastating. What it has done to, for example, tertiary education has been made bitingly clear by Ross Gittins, our favourite still-thinking economist. Universities, he says, have gone too close to turning undergrad teaching into a money-making sausage machine. A sausage machine. Where you have to be really dumb to not pass. Where you don't need to attend lectures because it's all online. Where lecturers, who will perish if they don't get their publications up, limit their students' access time. And where the lectures is a casual is casual because the person who should be doing it, it the teaching has brought has brought in a big research grant and has been rewar- rewarded by being allowed to buy out 
their teaching load. Mm. Universities treat junior academic staff badly, appallingly, I would say. We get flexibility, you get insecurity. Mm -hmm. And we have become bamboozled by KPIs, as Jennifer just said, and other faddish metrics. So it goes on. It echoes, in a way, Richard Hill's book of a couple of years ago, Selling Students Short, Why You Don't Get the Education You Deserve. That's the title of his book. So for those who deliver programs and services, as well as for people who are unemployed, particularly those who are new start payments, ticking the appropriate box is the essential task to prove that the outcome has been achieved or that a required 12 or so phone calls an unemployed person needs to make for job applications. Or 20 jobs. Or, or twin, for 20, <laughs> 20 job applications. That, that, that those calls have been made. Monitoring is the magical word, assuring management that the world is in order. I got the red-eyed unemployed workers desperation blues. Why does a wealthy country like Australia allow its unemployed workers to struggle in poverty without trying to create jobs? You may well ask. Unemployed Workers Fight Back is the Australian Unemployed Workers Union program, part of the sewer program on every second Friday of the month. 5.30pm on 3CR Community Radio. Our social security system is being defunded, privatised and dismantled and the poor and vulnerable are being criminalised and trampled upon. The Australian Unemployed Workers Union is focused on helping unemployed and underemployed workers deal effectively with the job agencies, empowering them to fight back for their rights. Remember, Unemployed Workers Fight Back every second Friday of the month. 5:30 p.m. on 3CR Community Radio. We are 855 a.m. on your dial, 3CR Digital, and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about managerialism as an ideology. This takeover by managerialism of all our organisations and public institutions has had both crushing and absurd effects. The community and the not-for-profit sector in many instances, though not all, has become soulless or even sociopathic in many circumstances, as there are several books have been written about that as well. As organisations chase revenue and move people around like pieces on a chessboard or just discard them. Many workers who are not particularly interested in the job of management, but who want to use their training and skills to serve the community, are forced to obey meaningless, inhuman and or, ironically, often inefficient directives. Often as workers are thus micromanaged, we lose the value of their training, experience and their compassion. We know this happens with teachers as well as in the community sector by many first-hand accounts. Secondly, good people become or can become demoralised and isolated in their attempts to feed the beast of management. Um, A real scourge has become the requirement to do hours and hours of detailed administration, reporting and data entry. Not only are many hours per week wasted on this, think of all the extra people who could be employed, It micromanages and distorts the way people actually do their work, often against their best judgment based on their training and experience. When workers have a wealth of experience and training in their field, 
Why wouldn't we trust them to just do their job? The introduction of IT systems in about all workplaces has certainly exacerbated the efficiency of the controlling managerial system. Indeed, where previously middle management in larger organisations had a very important role to play in specifying and make relevant the broad outlines of fund programmes and policies to the realities of the particular context in which they were applied or implemented, the presence of a computer on the desks of every employee now allows central command to directly determine the so-called outcomes expected from the activities and practices of the trained and educated employees delivering the programmes. Middle management is just reduced to a controlling instance, where the, uh, controlling whether the necessary ticks have been made in the provided boxes by the practitioners, the practitioners on the ground, hence making sure that the, funder, the funders expect that performances of the organisation have been produced lest their funding will be cut. And that's all that there's left, really, of what is called quality control. The many examples of reporting regimes dominating the shape of the work that is actually being reported on. In education, when students are narrowly drilled and trained to get good results from tests like NAPLAN and ENTER... In hospitals, where people have been counted as having a bed when they are on a trolley in a corridor, just in order to meet targets. And that's sad. Um, and perhaps I think the funniest example of all, when police were blowing into their own breathalysers in order to meet targets. Uh, oh, well, at least we could be assured that these police were not over the legal limit when policing our roads. And, and we certainly have lost all the good thinking which used to be going on in the course of working processes in organisations, a deadening example of the split between head and hand, we mm -hmm. think. So on that note, Jacques, would you like to tell us a bit about what's happening at Borderlands? Well, first of all, I would like to strongly, or we would like to strongly invite people to give us some feedback, to tell us what they think, or to give us ideas about the next programmes by emailing to borders at borderlands.org.au and put in the reference line, put think again. Uh, another thing to mention is that we are, with our journal, The New Community, preparing an issue on the effect of NDIS, the, the, the disability legislation and programme, on the way in which communities operate and whether indeed people with disabilities get the full benefit of that legislation. Mm, thank you, Jacques. So we're coming to an end of our program so quickly and we have a lot more to say on this topic and we will, um, but that's all for our program today. You've been listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio with Jacques Boulay and Jennifer Burrell. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in and, all for, and for all your engagement and great feedback. Uh, today we talked about managerialism and how it has taken over the world as a handmaiden of corporate capitalism. Let's expose it more. Let's talk about it more. Next week, we'll talk, talk about another spooky topic, digital surveillance. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.